Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. Vladimir Putin has threatened the world with nuclear war. It is scrambling to re-enlist thousands of former soldiers to boost his ailing forces. Today, retired US Army Major John Spencer on whether the Russian leader is bluffing and the consequences for the world if he's not. John Spencer, I spoke to you not too long ago and you said with barely a shadow of a doubt that Ukraine is going to win this war. Now we've had this address from Vladimir Putin and I want to get a sense from you what you think is going on in his mind. Sure. So, I mean, I think I can't see into the man's mind, but I can definitely notice what him and the Russian military are doing in response to their losses in Ukraine. And it's just from every aspect, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, it's just pure signs of desperation and pure recognition. And now I think letting their citizens know that they're losing in Ukraine. And that's a big moment just to publicly announce that they're losing and they need to change their strategy. Although it's, it's to my opinion, is a feeble attempt There were two main elements to this address. There's firstly the threat of nuclear war. John, what did he say and what did it mean? So he said that he reiterated, I mean, he did what's called nuclear saber rattling, that he'll use all means at his disposal to defend Russian land. And he's not, he like put emphasis on not bluffing, not kidding. So he's literally threatening the world with the use of his nuclear weapons over the world's assistance in helping Ukrainian keep their freedom. The other key point of his address was the mobilisation of Russia's reserve force. Just tell me what that means, what that would look like. Sure. So it's it's really interesting to look at. One, Russia doesn't have a reserve force. It has has people that were forced to serve in the military. Then they get out, and, and based on their military service, they're on reserve roles basically indefinitely. So unlike you know, a Western military that maintains a reserve force, he's basically saying that you know, these people who have served in the military at some point are, are being forced back into the military, will get two weeks of training, and then be sent to the front lines in Ukraine. Okay, let's come back to those extra 300,000 reservists and what they would do and what he needs them for, Vladimir Putin. But let's go back to that threat of nuclear war because it's very serious. He says he's not bluffing. What weapons, John, does Russia have? What nuclear arsenal does it have to use? Sure, so it has the second largest arsenal of nuclear weapons in the world, only behind the United States, in number. 
Um, there's lots of questions in the quality of it. Most people think that, you know, in a worst case scenario, what he's talking about is a tackler nuclear weapon deployed in, in, in Europe, not an intercontinental missile, which he has some of those to attack across seas and, and things like that. So he has a range of very dangerous weapons. He's a, He's a terrorist with nuclear weapons. I, mean, I really can't put it any other way. Mm, so what could he do with these weapons? He could start uh, World War III. He already has upset the global international order. I personally think that it's it's a credible threat. But I personally think that, one, he doesn't just have a button sitting on his desk that he could push. But if he did that, even the United States President Biden said he'll change the face of the war. This war... It's about extinguishing Ukraine's right to exist as a state. That should make your blood run cold. He'll change the rules on which we're, this war is being fought, as in, you know, all the 50 nations can provide Ukraine anything, but nobody can put their soldiers or intervene directly. I think if a nuclear, biological, chemical weapon is used in Ukraine, even if it's a tactical, one, it won't lead to Russia achieving their strategic goals of overtaking Ukraine. It'll only cause the war to change, and then other nations will have to respond based on what's used. A nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought. Mm, And how would they respond? I mean, let's look at the United States. How would the United States have to respond if Vladimir Putin went down that most horrific path? Yeah, yeah, so that's what they asked President Biden recently. Tonight on 60 Minutes. I wonder, Mr. President, what you would say to him if he is considering using chemical or tactical nuclear weapons. Don't. 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 It'll depend on what's used, how it's used. But the president has been clear, I think, and the world has been clear that there will be a response. And the consequences of that would be what? Do you think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going to tell you. It'll be consequential. They'll become more of a pariah in the world than they ever have been. And depending on the extent of what they do, it will determine what response would occur. But nobody wins that course of action. I've been adamant that I don't think he'll, he would ever do it. In my opinion, if, if Russia uses a WMD, that is the end of the Putin regime and the end of the Russian Federation as it exists today. As you mentioned, 300,000 reservists are being called up in Russia. They'll get just two weeks training. And then what are they expected to do? This relates to a particular region, doesn't it, of Ukraine that Vladimir Putin is desperate to hold on to. He didn't call up 300,000. He basically agreed to allow the military to call up to 300,000 into service. So the first round, you know, it's probably 10,000, 20,000 I mean, they've lost, and by some estimates, over 80,000 soldiers. Ukraine is destroying their military. So he wants to take these, these men who served at some point in the military and then rush them to fill the gaps that he has created to hold the Donbass, like you, you mentioned, to hold this area. So he hopes that these will create the manpower and the mass that they've lost through Ukrainian victories. Mm, and that Donbass region in the in the east, what's his tactic there? Because we can see also manoeuvring 
at a political level. He wants to stage referendums there. What's that all about? The way they fought in the in the Donbass is through mass, but also through these fake referendums to fit their narrative that this, you know, these Ukrainians that they're, you know, executing and, and tying their hands behind the back and shooting the back of the head, they're Russians and we're they're just being liberated, right? So that's the whole narrative of, of Putin is that he's liberating Russians, and especially in the Donbass. So he holds these fake votes where it's, it's just such a sham that nobody in the world will recognize them. Hold these votes to say that all these people in these territories voted that they want to be Russian. So then Russia claims and says, you know, this is Russian land, signs it into their constitution, and then can make this narrative that they're defending Russian territory. And this is what our president said in the United Nations. You, you can't invade a sovereign nation by force and take land. That's what these referendums are. This wall should see these outrageous acts for what they are. Putin claims he had to act because Russia was threatened. But no one threatened Russia. And no one other than Russia sought conflict. You know, basically subjugate the people of these areas in the Donbass. Putin, he ended his speech with a message to Russians. He said, I believe in your support. Can he believe in that anymore? We're just starting to see some, even in Moscow, which is pretty crazy, some protests against mobilization. They, they, they weren't large scale, but they were protests in Moscow today over this decision. That's just, I think, a further cracking of his control, his regime. Because what's going to happen is you're going to start having people not, your draft dodgers, people not showing up. And I can see from reports that Russians are filling the flights out of Russia yeah. right now. You're paying a high price to get out of there, but people want to obviously leave. You mentioned the UN Assembly and Biden's comments there. Of course, Liz Truss has also spoken as well. And this morning, we have seen Putin trying to justify his catastrophic failures. In your view, John... You've said before that Ukraine will win this war. Absolutely. Can Ukraine still win it if 300,000 extra soldiers are called up by Putin and if he deploys nuclear weapons? So there's two questions. If he deploys 300,000 additional soldiers, absolutely. That's just not the way war works. It's just not, hey, you off the street and go rush them to their front lines and they have an effect. Ukraine has outfought them in every level it would not turn the tide of the war in their favor. He's lost so much momentum. Um, if he used tactical nuclear weapons, I would hate to see that, and I don't even like talking about it. But if he used a tactical nuclear weapon, would it lead to his victory in Ukraine? I don't think that that's going to cause the Ukrainian people to say, we submit. I've looked into their eyes, and I don't think so. John Spencer is an expert in urban warfare and a retired US Army major. In the hours after Vladimir Putin's televised address, human rights groups said more than 1,200 people from 38 cities were detained for protesting. Four Russian-occupied regions in Ukraine will hold referendums to become part of Russia over the next four days. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Sydney Pede, and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. 
Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, we'll be bringing you another episode from our colleagues from ABC Sport Daily. Keep an eye out for that. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.